0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show
1: with information you should
0: know. Here's what's happening on this week's show.
1: What's the best way to invest your hard-earned money? Is it worth paying a financial professional to invest in the market for you, or should you do it yourself? This debate between
0: higher-cost, full-time fund managers trying to pick stocks versus an index approach to investing that is very low-cost.
1: Then, an education expert has advised for parents of stressed out kids give them a greater sense of control over their lives while still maintaining parental authority
0: we think and the science shows it's a terrible idea to force onto kids help that they don't want how do we know if they want them it's just respectful to ask them
1: those two stories and more are coming your way on this edition of info our first interview is just moments away
0: a weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting.
1: What's the best way to invest your hard-earned money for maximum returns? And is it worth paying a financial professional to invest in the market for you? Here to discuss this is Mark J. Perry, Ph.D. He's scholar at the American Enterprise Institute and professor of finance and business economics at the University of Michigan, Flint campus. Professor, recent numbers seem to indicate it's very hard to beat the market over time. Tell us about these results.
0: Yeah, this is an annual or actually semi-annual study that S&P and Dow Jones put out. And so they've been kind of the de facto scorekeeper now on this debate between active investing that is generally higher cost, full-time fund managers trying to pick stocks, versus an index approach, a passive approach to investing that is very low cost and it's unmanaged. And so the uh, S&P organization puts out two reports a year, a mid-year and a final report, and they compare active mutual fund managers. They compare their performance against various benchmarks, depending on what kind of fund it is. It could be large capitalization stocks or mid-capitalization stocks or small cap. So depending on the target performance or target kind of investment strategy for an active fund, they're compared to a benchmark index fund that has basically the same type of stocks in it. There's 15 years worth of data. And so, you know, as I reported recently, it's generally the case that About 95% of the active fund managers are not able to outperform their benchmark index that they're being compared against. About 5% of the fund managers have been able to outperform their benchmark indices over the last 15 years, but we don't know for sure if they would be able to continue to do it in the future.
1: In terms of total investments that the public has made, how many of them are with professional Managers versus just buying into an index fund such as Vanguard or something like that.
0: Of course, the index approach has been getting very, very popular. So I think every year there's more and more funds invested in index funds like the S&P 500 index through Vanguard or Fidelity. But I don't know the exact breakdown, but you know, it still might be that more than half of investment dollars are in actively managed funds and maybe less than half are in index funds, but I think, you know, they're getting pretty close now.
1: The giant investors, for example, unions or groups that invest massive amounts of money don't tend to go with index funds, do they? I mean, they're really dealing with professional managers in most cases. And is that really smart for them to do that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're learning now. I mean, like the California Employees Pension Fund and the New York State Pension Fund, I think that they have generally put a lot of money with hedge fund managers, but now, again, with enough time to kind of compare returns, I think they're starting to realize that the hedge funds are very, very expensive in terms of fees. It's usually 2% plus 20% of the profits. And so it's easy now to look back over a 10- or 20-year period and then compare performance of actively managed funds and the performance of active managers versus more of a passive index approach. So I would think that the Pensioners and people looking after that money that they would start to realize that they're often not getting the best value by paying people to actually generate lower returns than they can get almost for free by just investing in an index fund.
1: We're talking with Mark J. Perry, Ph.D., scholar at the American Enterprise Institute and professor of finance and business economics at the University of Michigan Flint campus and talking about the best way to invest for maximum returns. And it seems like index funds are looking pretty good. Professor, over the long haul, obviously this research is about 15 years, but looking even longer than that, Is putting your money in the stock market still the best way to invest your money or are there other options that look better than that?
0: No, I think again, for people, younger people, even middle-aged people looking towards retirement, that given a period of time of 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, that you're always going to get higher returns investing in the stock market. And you can do that efficiently through a mutual fund and even with as little as two or three thousand dollars. You can open an account and put in small amounts of money after that. But any comparison over long periods of time, I mean, the options would be the stock market through a mutual fund, the bond market possibly through a mutual fund, certificates of deposits, government treasury bonds. That The stock market is always going to give investors the highest return. You're going to get, I don't know, might average out to 8 to 10% per year. And there's no other investment strategy or vehicle that would be able to match that return that you could get through investing in the stock market.
1: So people who do day trading or other types of trying to beat the market, that's really, I guess, not productive and it's probably going to lose money, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for the average person, I don't think that's a good strategy. I mean, one Kind of saying that it's time in the market and not market timing. And so when you, again, if you're thinking long term, the best strategy is to buy and hold and just make regular contributions to your 401k or to your mutual fund or your other types of, you know, retirement investment vehicles and just keep putting money away on a regular basis. And over the long run, it's a very sound investment strategy compared to trying to time the market on a given day and buy and sell within a day. I mean, that's just might be for some sophisticated day traders, but for the average person, I would recommend not to even think about that type of investing.
1: One of the things you point out in your writing here is that uh, some people like to sort of brag about finding a perfect stock that made them a lot of money. And you can't really do that with an index fund. There's not a lot to talk about. And it's actually kind of boring. Is that a factor with some people that (laughs) that's why they don't go into index funds? Yeah, it's almost
0: like people yeah like to brag about they've got some high-powered investment advisor or a hedge fund. They've invested in a hedge fund. But, yeah, it's hard to brag about the index funds because what's going to happen, you're always going to get the average return for the market. If it's the S&P 500 index, you'll get the return on those stocks, but you know, and again, when the beginning, when that idea was first introduced by John Bogle of Vanguard, maybe in the seventies, everybody kind of thought that was a crazy strategy. It just seems like the previous thinking was that you should look at all the different stocks and try to pick the winners that are going to do better than other stocks. And he was able to show now that we've got 40 years of data or more that really the index investing approach is, well, of course, it's almost free. It's almost, you know, you can get the fees down to almost zero and the performance has been superior to most actively managed funds. So, yeah, so you kind of lose your bragging rights because all you're going to be able to say is that you got the market return. You're never going to beat the market, but it's a guarantee that you're always going to get the market return. There's no risk that you'll get less than the market return so that has some real uh, you know strengths there that that strategy is that you're guaranteed to always get the market return 100% of the time and never less than that
1: Mark J Perry scholar at the American Enterprise Institute and a professor of finance and business economics at the University of Michigan Flint campus professor thank you so much for joining us today yeah thank you very much chris Next, what's the solution for parents of stressed-out kids? We have expert advice coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.